Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello! Yes. So, we are back for another episode. Uh, obviously, at the moment, we're only doing our episodes fortnightly, but that's just because, uh, well, with everything that's going on, we uh, don't want to just be doing episodes for the sake of doing episodes. There's nothing new to report as frequently, I guess. Yes, yes, nothing new to report. No. You're still working at home and I'm still not working. Yeah, so no real changes. Everything's uh, sort of the same week in, week out, um, which is nice for a lot of people on the spectrum. I guess, you know, you understand that that's not a bad thing. For like For a lot of people, you know, they get bored of the... You know, the daily grind and everything being the same, they look for sort of spontaneity and new things to do. But I would say more so with people on the spectrum, that's the sort of thing that we seek is just the sort of the same rigid routine. So actually, um, in some ways, it's nice because you have more control over it at the moment. Um, yeah, I just, I feel very at peace with my inner self or whatever it is you're supposed to feel. Yeah, it is interesting that once you remove the interactions that you've got to have with the NT world, like, and there's less of them now, um, yeah, everything is a bit easier. I'm a much, a much more calmer with things. Um, I had the opportunity to go back to work because my work does online orders, so they wanted volunteers to go back to work and do that kind of thing. And I could have gone back, but uh, I just chose against it in the end because... Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, it would be weird and uh, different and yeah, I'm kind of used to this as much as, you know, it will, everything will go back to normal eventually. I just, uh, yeah, I kind of, it's weird when you get into uh, routines. It kind of reminds me of, because um, I've been unemployed a couple of times, uh, I was unemployed for like a year um, before I went to university and then nine months after the company I worked for. Uh, went under and it's it's almost kind of like how I was then the only issue is I think and there's a lot of people I think on the spectrum that don't have jobs for this reason you get so used to the routine of being at home and you know having your set way of doing everything that when it comes around to then looking for a job it is just a case of it's much harder to break out of that I mean this is kind of different because at some point I will just go back to work it's you know in the times when I've been unemployed it's because I have to look for work and then apply for jobs and go to interviews and do that kind of thing. And when you've got a routine that takes up your whole day, you, you don't look for other jobs, not because you're lazy or because you think, well, you know, I don't actually want to go to work and I'm liking not doing anything. It's got nothing to do with that. It's just you get into the routine of not working and not fitting time to look for work that you, you just don't apply for jobs. I went like nine months after the company I worked for went under just not looking for work pretty much. The job I've got now, I kind of just was offered it by someone. Uh, I didn't really look for it. didn't even know it was there. I just couldn't bring myself to to go ahead with it. You, you get used to what you're doing every day. And I've kind of got that now. Like now I've, uh, I think we said last week, I was not last week, well, two weeks ago. I was talking about how I feel like I should be doing, being more productive with my time now that I'm off, you know, because I'm always talking about like oh, I could do with a new job or I should do something. And I kept talking about how I should achieve something with my time off because I've never got so much free time. Uh, and I just haven't been doing that. I'm still not doing that now. It's been two weeks since then. And I'm still, I've got this routine in place now of what I do day to day uh, at certain times. And yeah, once that routine's in, it's it's hard to break away from that and do other things the only difference with this is obviously at some point lockdown will be over the company I work for will reopen and I'll go back to work so yeah. it's, it's not like the times where it's all on me to do it just at some point my routine will change drastically again and um I'll have to go back yeah yeah no it's um I suppose it's quite nice having the more control um over your own life that's how I'm finding it I find that I have a lot more control because there's less unpredictable things sort of other people are unpredictable and things can happen uh even even just silly things of like not knowing exactly what time you're going to get to work because of 
I, I mean, I walk, but, you know, things can happen on the walk that delay me or things like that, uh, or not knowing what weather conditions you're going to be walking in. But when I'm working from home, I know exactly when I'm going to start, when I'm going to stop and, and everything sort of surrounding that. So I just feel like it's given more control. And one thing that has also been a lot easier and I think has helped um, is we've both really settled into not just the routine in general but we've been exercising more uh we've got a lot more of a routine going on now where we have been doing we've sort of been doing like indoor exercises and we've been running a lot more and um it's become a lot more regimented whereas before it might have been a little bit not sporadic we we did we do exercise frequently anyway but now it's a lot more sort of every day or at least you know most days really getting in and I think that's helped um just in general I think I do think exercise makes a big difference to sort of my mood and how calm I feel and everything like that and I think getting more of that has helped yeah 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 uh is the whole thing is uh is really well it's just it's it's weird because it kind of you kind of know what you've got to do like it's it's helped me pinpoint sort of where my uh, problems were you know or where my um, issues are with the things I do on a day-to-day basis you know yeah um like you, there's just stuff that I'm like this was obviously always a problem for me because it caused me to experience certain uh, feelings towards it yeah uh, and obviously now I'm not having to do that you just notice certain things disappearing from well, I suppose like from your life that were there regularly like I was always I think just before this I haven't listened to any episodes before any of this happened to see what the difference is between the way I am now and the way I was then but yeah there's definitely a I don't have the same agitations I don't have the same like complaints I'm not like the same things aren't like bothering me every day like it's it's kind of whatever and once you let go of the I should be doing something better with my time than what I'm doing which was like one of my main issues it's kind of yeah yeah you seem to have sort of let go of that notion a bit now and just be more relaxed yeah which is nice seem yeah. less sort of restless i think yeah yeah i guess so so i guess we did have a little bit of an update you know there's not much that's changed but we have something to say update wise yeah 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 we're not doing like i say we're not doing really anything else uh like i say like you said we've exercised more yeah um we're running well, yeah. we've got our running on running's good um we've been doing that a lot more because obviously everybody's been out and about running i'm seeing people everywhere yeah uh at the moment like out doing their running or bike rides or that kind of thing so we've been trying to do that as well um but yeah, I it's hard. I've been looking at like the old topics that we were going to cover before this, and obviously we did the episode before this was on like lockdown and that kind of thing. So I don't want to go into it again anyway for yeah. like another hour of talking about it because everybody's got their own thing. But one thing that is interesting, I don't know if it's a thing. We did an episode on loneliness. I think was a couple of episodes ago or something. Yeah. Like that. But one of the episodes we were going to do was an episode on uh, fear as an emotion yeah. um, for people on the spectrum. Uh, and, you know, it's it's weird because there's things that would scare NT people and are scary to NT people that aren't scary to me. But then there's things that shouldn't be scary to to people at all and are scary to people on the spectrum. So yeah. I think, like, we do experience it, but it's it's like a lot of stuff if you don't experience it the same way as other people so if you don't experience certain emotions the same way as nt people do then a lot of people just assume that you don't feel it uh which is something i've always kind of noticed because i don't feel to fear in the traditional sense of things to be scared of and how i get scared uh a lot of people assume especially with me that i don't really have any sort of like fear or worries about stuff um like for example, when I've had like been in car crashes or uh, bike crashes and things like that, and for a lot of people when they've had that kind of experience, they don't want to then get back on a bike or get in a car or that kind of thing. They develop like a phobia of that particular thing. Whereas I'm back on a bike, back in a car, like as soon as I can be. Like one of the first car crashes I had, I wrote my car off, but 
I bought another car the next day and was driving the next day. Yeah. Um, it did not bother me. I wasn't like, oh, if I get behind the wheel, what could have happened and that kind of thing. And there have been instances, I suppose, in the past where, I mean, even with that crash, it wasn't that bad, but like it could have been worse. Like my car was like really mangled when it happened. And obviously when I got hit by a car not that long ago, well, a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, um, there have been instances where guess i could have died so like and you know for a lot of people they yeah they have that feeling of um i could have died like oh my god like i've had like a near-death experience and you know it changes them and they feel a certain way but i do think with me and i think i noticed it with you in this well because of like our asperger's big events or things happen that i just don't i don't like i don't acknowledge that they've happened in the same way that most people do yeah you know i'm like really out of touch with big events in that sense now even the stuff that's happening now a lot of people are like i know there's a lot of people that are scared and are worried and you know i've got all that thing going on but i've not experienced like any sort of fear or worry at any point during this at no point during this have i felt like oh i should be panicked about this or this should be like something that you know i should be concerned about it's not something that i ever have ever really acknowledged it's it's so weird because when i think about it before it happened somebody was like oh there's a pandemic coming and that kind of thing i do feel like the thought of it would be like oh that's bad or like if somebody said you're going to get into a car crash in a week or so i think i'd be like am i really like what's going to happen but i don't think that's that's a fear of not knowing what's going to happen but if somebody said to me you're going to be in a car crash in a week uh and you know, you're not going to die, but here's what's going to happen to your car. This is going to happen. This will be when it's happened. I feel like as long as I knew, I I think I just be like, oh, okay, that's not so bad. And then like, you know, yeah, that would be it. Whereas I think for a lot of people, there's like a level of nervousness or like anxiety. I mean, that's a weird situation. I'm saying that somebody like is predicting the future for me. But like when I'm in something and a situation that would n- normally be scary for other people, I don't feel like a sense of fear. I don't feel worried. Like in the rare occasions that I've been in fights with people, um, some people get scared or worried of that kind of thing. But I don't notice a sense of like being scared. So I, I guess an example was a couple of years ago, I was, I guess, attacked by some lads on mopeds that yes. kicked me off my bike while I was cycling. Um and when about it, two weeks before you got hit by a car. Yeah, about two yeah. weeks before I got hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like I was obviously cycling down the road. Um, they, I didn't hear them behind me because I had headphones in. And then for some reason, I just noticed that one was on the side of me on the right and one was on the side of me on the left. Uh, and they were both of them were trying to kick me from their mopeds while I was on my bike to try and kick me off. Um, I mean, they did eventually, but they had a go a few times and I didn't come off. Uh, and I didn't really think anything of it. I just thought it was weird. And then I came off, got up, and my bike was kind of wrecked. So I had to get up and walk with my bike um, to a bike shop and get it repaired. But I never at any point acknowledged like any sort of fear and stuff. I just, there was just a really like clinical, okay, so these guys are next to me. Why are they next to me? Are they trying to talk to me? Like, what do they want? But they weren't trying to talk. And then when they started to kick me, I was just like, okay, so they're trying to knock me off my bike. I wonder why they're trying to knock me off my bike. And my thoughts were very sort of like, this is weird. Why are they trying to get me off my bike? That doesn't make any sense. And when I came off, I was like, oh, good, I'm off now. You know, they've got what they wanted. And then they just kind of rode away. And I was just like, right, great. So I got up and I was just like, cool, I'll just cycle home now then. Uh, And I tried to cycle my bike and just it wouldn't go. Like it was the chain and the bike was a bit messed up. And I just thought, great. I've got to carry this now. Um, And I started carrying my bike and walking down the road. And then this couple that were across a field next to me, they ran over, asked me if they're okay, said they saw the whole thing. And I kind of just wanted to get to the bike shop to get my bike fixed so I could, you know, go back to normal. But they were asking me questions, asking me if I was okay. And usually when that kind of stuff happens to me, it doesn't feel like they're talking about me. It feels like they're talking about... um, somebody else like something else something that i'm a no i'm aware has happened and they're just asking me like general questions like you okay and i just keep thinking yeah i'm fine why wouldn't i be Uh, and i find the whole situation weird it's almost like a disconnect where 
I don't acknowledge that what happened has just happened to me. And I did eventually call the police, but just because I, in my head, I just thought I was annoyed because I had to go get my bike um, fixed and it cost me, um, I think it cost me like 15, 20 quid because bits of it needed like reshaping. Yeah. So then I was annoyed that I'd spent money on something that I didn't really need to spend money on and it annoyed me that this had happened. So then I thought, right, I'm calling the police because like I'm annoyed that they made cost me money just because they wanted to kick me off my bike. So I called the police and then the police came around and they're like, oh, there's nothing we can do. They had helmets on and they asked me loads of like stupid questions. I just thought like, obviously I don't know that. So they like, I think the policeman asked me if I knew them. And I was like, well, no. Yeah. Um, and had, do I recognize them? And I just thought, well, they are wearing helmets. So, you know, I only saw their eyes. So I can't go off that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I eventually I bought a GoPro. So I ended up spending money on a GoPro that I now every time I cycle everywhere, I have a GoPro and I record all my bike rides because the police were kind of like, if you get it on camera or, you know, if you can get license plates and stuff, that would be useful. But I just thought, well, you know, when you're going through something like that, I didn't really think get their license plate because in my head, I was trying to work out what they were doing. Um, so yeah, now I cycle everywhere with a camera. So I spent money to get my bike repaired. I'd spend money to buy a camera. But at no point did I have like a, a fear and I still cycle down that same road like every day I go the same one. And there are times where lads on mopeds come past me. Um, but I don't ever think like, oh, I wonder if this is them or I wonder if they're going to do it again. I just think like whatever, somebody on a moped, you know. Yeah. I don't really have like the experience of I should be worried or is this going to happen again? Or And it's the same when I, like, when I got hit by the car, I cycle the road where I get hit by the car and... Same thing again. I I don't really think like oh like every time I see a car now, um I just it's whatever. And I haven't come off my bike riding accident since then. You know it's been like a year and a half, but probably two. I think it's like two years and a couple of months actually since it happened. Um and I've not had any accidents since then. I think I know what to do. So usually with me when I've had something like that, I start thinking like okay, so from now on, do this. And when I got kicked off by the guys on the mopeds. The thing I worked out after when I, because, you know, people on the spectrum have this like obsessive thing where you just think about the event. I mean, I don't know if you do it, but I do. When something's happened, I think about it over and over again in my head and try and work out what I should have done differently. And like, if it happened again, what I should do. And, you know, and then you're almost like, okay, next time it happens, I'll do this. But there's no like fear of, oh, I don't want it to happen again. I just think if it happens again, this will happen. Yeah. And what I think is now is every time someone gets passed with a moped, I don't think about it but if they did try and do it again the mistake I made before was I kept cycling and I should have just stopped if I'd have stopped and they'd have stopped then you know I could have been like what do you want but like I didn't I just tried to keep cycling in between them and that's why they kicked me off but if I wasn't moving there's nothing they could do and like after it, I was just a bit annoyed because I just thought I should have stopped I should have stopped but now I think okay next time I'm going down that road and next time two guys on bikes get next to me stop your bike but I'm not thinking like, I'm, but there's no like fear there. There's no like, I'm not scared. If it happens, I'll be nervous because of what happened last time. I just think we stop and then we see what happens then. If I stop, I get off my bike. And then if they stop and they get off their bikes and then there's an unknown there of what will happen in that situation. But I'm not scared of that. I just think like, then we'll go from there see what yeah. happens that time around instead. And I'm kind of like that with a lot of stuff. I put myself not into ridiculous situations, but... I don't get worried by stuff. I don't think like, oh, what will happen? Yeah. Like I, I don't get like scared of stuff. I mean, they're like two examples. There's loads of stuff that's happened to me in the past where I think for a lot of people, they would have developed like a fear of it and wouldn't do it again. Whereas for me, I don't think about not doing it again. I just think like if this happens again, could I have done anything differently? And then if I can work out what I could do differently, it's just, okay, next time, that's in my head now. I know to do this next time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the same with the road where I got hit by a car. Um, like, I know I, I go at that road is slightly differently now. But when a car's coming in the direction that the car that hit me came, I don't think, like, flashbacks or worry. I just think, like, we know what to do now. Do that, you'll be fine. And then, you know, I just carry on as normal. Yeah. Uh, and for a lot of people, they think that's weird. And I explain that to people... The, they say well I'd change my route or I'd never go that way again or I wouldn't do this or I wouldn't do that or um, I can never do this again or I could never you know put myself in that situation again and I've been around people where things have happened that they've been worried about uh, I, you know like even something basic as someone that's like been bit by a dog and then every time they get around a the dog 
they get like jittery and weird yeah because the dog scared them whereas i've been bit by dogs before you know but when i'm around dogs now i don't get like scared the only thing i get is i have a weird sensory thing to dogs dogs barking has a weird sensory thing that makes me twitch slightly when they bark not jump yeah but like my head jolts a little bit like i'm jumping but it's really tiny and i it feels bigger to me than them but that's just the sound of a dog barking um for some reason it has like a weird sensory thing with my hearing that um other people don't seem to experience but I get it from other things as well, the certain machinery and certain things that just, they make a certain noise and it makes me feel a bit like, oh. Yeah. Uh, and dog barks are a bit like that. Like I get a bit weird if a dog's consistently like just barking over and over again. I can be around them, but it makes me do like a weird little like jump or a little like tiny like twitch every time I hear the bark. Yeah. Um, But, you know, some people, if they saw that, might think I've got like, I'm a little bit scared of dogs. And some people sometimes have noticed that I do that. And they're like, oh, it's okay. They're not aggressive. They're just, you know saying hello and I'm like yeah that's fine I'm not worried um whereas yeah I have seen people that have been bit by a dog and then every time they see a dog they don't want to go near it um I actually used to work with a guy that I think got bit by a horse uh, and every time a horse is there like he'd just go dive behind like something because uh he was convinced I think when he was a kid he was feeding like a horse a carrot or an apple and the horse bit him <laughs> sorry I like the story of every time a horse was there like when well, when you know, horses you know, casually so like, wandered into the shop no so like when no no not, not somebody in Bournemouth <laughs> I know I'm sorry like um when I used to live like where my mum lives like there was a lot of like countryside oh, okay and okay. there's people and there's people just walking horses up and down the road all the time right. or you see horses in fields uh, and like we were kids and like sometimes like a horse would come right up to the gate if you go near it yeah. to see you and I'd give them like a stroke and like see how they're doing and stuff. And like we'd be with them and they'd just be like, <gasps> like oh no, like and they'd go hide behind something. And I'm like, what? Like this is a friendly horse. And it's like, and it's just because like when they were really young, they, they put their hand too far in a horse's mouth once, like feeding it and the horse bit them. Right, Not yeah. hard, they haven't like lost fingers or anything, but like it was just this like thing and I... I found it weird. Like when I see NT people that have got phobias, I find phobias really, I mean, I know you've got one, but like yours is is different. But like when people have got like horse phobias or dog phobias or do you know things like that? I find them interesting to see because I've never really experienced like that level of fear. Like you've got your phobia and sometimes when you do it, like it's it's weird. I've never seen like, I've never experienced fear to that extent you know yeah. I've never seen it I've never had it myself I have no idea what it feels like and with some emotions because I don't really have them I uh when I see other people do them I'm almost a little bit like I don't want to keep making them like come out mm. but it's interesting to watch like how that like thing has been built up and I used to think before I was diagnosed that it's because I just do the thing that I'm scared of again so I think maybe I did have a fear of this, but because I made myself do it immediately after, you know, you just, after a bit, you just tolerate it and uh, you get so used to it again that it's not something you're scared of. But then as over time, I've realized that um, because of my Asperger's, I I don't get scared of things that would scare other people. I don't have this, okay, I'm terrified of this now, you know, because of this thing that happened. Um, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't do stuff. And I've had people say to me, like, if I, especially like with my cycling but certain people just like if it was me I would never cycle to work again after yeah. that like that would be enough for me to say don't go out on your bike anymore because that was bad like you know I've got like quite a few permanent scars now because of it but I don't look at them and think in fact most of the time I don't even notice them but when I do notice them I don't think like I don't link them to how I got them you know yeah. I just see them and just think eh, it's like a different color today and that's it. That's all I ever think about. I don't think like, oh yeah, my scars, like I got that from this. I just look at them and just think like, no, yeah, it's looking different than it did yesterday or what kind of shape is that or that kind of thing. Or I, I, I don't connect how I got them. Whereas for a lot of people, they see them sometimes because obviously when it gets warmer, I wear shorts and then you can see them and then people are just like, wow, wait, like, how did you get that? And I explain it to them. They're like, oh, wow, and you still cycle to work now? And I'm like, yeah, because that's how I get to work. And they don't really like see anything of it. And I've always kind of put that disconnect down to my autism I, I wouldn't say that I'm like really brave or like just really idiotic and don't notice that like I'm just repeating the same things over and over again I just think no the bit in my brain I suppose that's supposed to remind me to like you should fear this now you know because you know fear is a good thing I wouldn't say having no fear is dangerous you know for a lot of people I think a lot of people everyone I think if you're scared of nothing then you know 
that's dangerous because I think fear is a natural thing that you're supposed to have. Yeah. Um, I just think that mine doesn't work in the way that it does for other people, you know? Yeah. What about yourself? Because I have uh, feel like that was that was all me. That was all me. That's like 10, 15 minutes of me talking there. Like, uh... um, Well, I think fear, they, they say that it's a thing that's linked to autism is a kind of a lack of fear. And I think that's something that I have. I don't know if it's a lack of fear. Yeah, I guess it is. I think because there's a lot of times where I've been in situations that I think would be considered the sort of thing that should make you feel fear but for me I think I feel very disconnected and therefore I don't feel the fear because I just don't I don't know if this is why but I never really feel like it's happening to me so I don't really feel like it matters and that's why I don't feel fear so it's the same with like the I never feel the urgency to get away from it because I don't really feel like it's happening um though I guess like there are a lot of situations that I can think about, but I think one from the other day or not that long ago was when a car was coming that I didn't realise and I was in the middle of the road and this car was definitely speeding because it wasn't there before. But it, it a car was coming really quickly and it was beeping at me to get me to move out the road because it was about to hit me. And I just sort of looked at it, but I didn't feel fear because I just didn't feel like it was actually me in the situation. But equally, I just didn't react at all. So I just stood staring at it. I didn't get out of the way. I just stared there, which is he ended up having to swerve and sort of went into a pole a bit. Yeah. But um, it was just because I couldn't move. But I don't it wasn't like I was frozen still with fear. I was frozen with confusion because I just didn't n- I didn't really acknowledge what was happening. I didn't think I'm... I I didn't feel scared. I just thought, oh, I'm about to get hit. But it was kind of like, oh, that person's about to get hit by that car. I didn't really think that's me. And I didn't feel scared. And I think that's... I don't really have that jerk reaction of feeling fear towards things. I think a lot of the time I just just don't even really realize that it's the sort of thing that should make you feel scared I feel like I there have been times where I've described things to people and they go did you not feel scared or why did you do that and I just think oh was I supposed to I just forget that that's supposed to happen yeah it's just not something that ever happens to me when I think about um situations I think like I guess the ultimate fear is if for a lot of people is things that could cause you to, you know, be in a lot of pain or die. Mm. And that's like the, I guess the most primal instinct is to, to keep yourself alive. And I think for me, like in situations like that, cause there are times I can think of not like I've been, you know, like that near to death, but I, at times where there has been a threat to, you know, like kind of a loose threat, but maybe like a threat to my life or a threat that of something that could have potentially harmed me. I think I don't ever feel a fear of it. I just feel very disconnected. I just never feel like it's happening to me. I always feel like an outsider. I mean, I feel like that quite a lot in my life. There's a lot of times where I feel like I'm just watching someone else go about their life, I think. Yeah. But I think it's that. I just feel a disconnect. So I don't really feel fear... I guess in the typical way and the things that I fear like sometimes I get really irrational fears it's a lot rarer now but I guess more so when I was younger I think especially like sort of as a teenager um when emotions are high and you I guess you're sort of first learning about danger as a concept more so than when you're a child I think when you're a child you have like a rough idea of danger but I think obviously as you become more responsible for yourself, that's when you really start to realise things. And I think that's when I started to develop weird, irrational fears. Um, Like at one point, I had a real fear of terrorism. There wasn't any immediate threat to myself, but I felt very... I, I think it was fear. It was sort of some, something in me was feeling, uh, yeah, I'd say scared of, of terrorism, even though there was no immediate threat. But at the same time, while I was, you know, really worried about terrorism just ending my life I also would not be scared of like I feel like 
had I've walked into a forest and stumbled across a bear, I wouldn't feel the fear that other people feel. But then I have this irrational fear of something that isn't an immediate threat to my life. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's what is more common. Um, again, I don't really get these irrational fears now as much. I'm sure they still sort of come and go, but it's a lot rarer. But it can happen. But I definitely don't feel the immediate threat. I've never, like, a lot of time with with animals and stuff, I've never had a fear of that. Um, even ones that I suppose could be considered more dangerous or are acting out. I never feel like I need to escape from that. Yeah. I, and a lot of the time I think my general, like, the I usually feel, if anything, more calm because I'm like, oh, okay, if this is going to happen, let it happen. And that's kind of how I feel about things. I do have um, a phobia of eyes, but I don't. I don't really consider that a fear. I don't feel scared. I just feel like I really, really hate eyes. Mm. Anything to do with them, I just—it's a really strong dislike. It doesn't make me feel scared, but if I see if I see something very eye-related, like I have been physically sick at the sight of things to do with eyes more than once or it can leave me having a meltdown or just going in this weird state of having like a film in my head that flashes through with all the things with eyes that I can't deal with that I've had like that I've seen yeah you kind of you kind of like you get paralyzed by it yeah you kind of just shut down and can't talk and stuff yeah um yeah because like me and you watch like a lot of horror films together yeah um but with a lot of them, I have to like pre either I have to already have seen them once, or if I haven't seen them, I have to look at all the like you can go onto like Wikipedia pages and see all the deaths in the horror film, and I have to like research each horror film we're going to watch and just see if there's any like um anything in there that you can't do, and then I work out when it's going to happen and what time um. Like we're watching the TV series Gotham at the moment, and I know that with a lot of them, there is. I read the synopsis of each episode, and then when I see one that could be, I then find a YouTube video of that particular yeah. scene, and then look for the line <laughs> an actor says before it happens. And then when I hear that line, I'm like, "Tiom's like, right, look away," yeah. uh, and then I pause it, turn the sound off, <laughs> kind of explain to you what's happening without explaining the bit you want, but just like dialogue and stuff, just so you don't miss the bits. And then once the bit's over, I make sure we're well past it, put the sound back on, and then we can carry on watching. Yeah, watching TV with me is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's an, like, yeah, I do, I do have a, a phobia of eyes, and I suppose in some ways it could be a fear, but it doesn't, I guess it doesn't really feel to me like a fear. It's just, I, I just can't deal with the eyes at all. And I mean, it probably links in with, the fact that I can't look people in the eye very easily and maybe that somehow, I mean, probably makes it more so. Yeah. Um, But one thing that is, I think, a point that you sort of raised there as well that is kind of interesting is we do watch a lot of horror films together and I know that generally horror is supposed to bring fear and a lot of people that like horror, I mean... Horror as a genre, a lot of people like it for a lot of different reasons. Um, but I think one of the things that people like is is to watch something and be given a sense of fear. Mm. And, and that's sort of almost like an adrenaline rush or some, some excitement. And all the things that people typically um, do with horror films, well, especially people that don't watch horror films that often, that they do watch it particularly to to sort of scare themselves when they you know like turn the lights out um and then when it there's wind like a gust of wind outside and it kind of freaks them out and they'll watch it like quite late at night sometimes like you know with sleepovers and stuff with kids when they they do it they try and make it sort of to maximum fear level i've never had that i've never watched a horror film we watch them quite a lot i've never felt scared of what's to come i don't feel the I don't know my heart doesn't pound we watch it them in the dark all the time just because we watch films at night and we don't really make things particularly bright and I've never felt I remember um someone that I used to live with at uni uh went and watched uh it when it came out yeah the first one which 
Is that a ho- is it horror? Yes. Yeah. The yeah. thing is with you is you we watch horror films, but you think oh that was a comedy, or you're <laughs> like oh that was a comedy, right? Or we were watching this, and I feel like no, it was a horror film. Yeah, I I, I really like the first it. It's a very good film, but um the new one, and um went and watched that in the cinema, and he came back. The sort of a group of them had watched it, um and he came back and he one was already freaked out that him and the like four guys that he'd been with had had to walk back from the cinema in the dark and i thought well there was like five of you out it's not that far a walk i'm sure you're okay but he was he didn't like the walk in itself because he was worried about there being clowns yeah like like it was real life which to me was so bizarre because i thought it's a film um but then also said that he really struggled to get to sleep that night because he'd been so scared and I watched it, didn't understand what he was talking about. I thought it was a great film. I really enjoyed the film, but I didn't think it was in any way scary. And I feel like that's just, I mean, maybe it's not that scary, but I've like the films we've watched, we've watched quite a lot that are considered the scarier ones or where people had to leave the cinema. And Yeah, I've shown you ones where I've been like, people left for this one or they couldn't watch this one. And I've explained that to you beforehand. Uh, Yeah, yeah. and I don't think I've ever... I feel like I watch all horror films waiting to feel what I've heard you can feel from it. And I've I've never experienced it. I've never been scared by watching a film. Equally, I don't feel... I've. I feel like just in general, I sometimes struggle with like other emotions from films that people get when they're like, oh, this one's sad or this one, you know, will make you feel happy. And maybe it's just a burger thing in general of waiting to feel an emotion. You just, it doesn't quite work in the same way as it necessarily does for NT people. But yeah, I think I don't really understand the the fear because I don't really understand what the fear is of. If you're watching a film, I don't know what fear that brings you. If I'm sat here on my sofa yeah i don't feel fear of something coming and i feel like it's like that in real life as well because i don't understand what the fear relates to even with like you say with animals say i'd had a bad experience with an animal i don't think i'd then feel fear of that again because how bad like for me i maybe i just haven't experienced anything bad enough I don't know. I just, I don't think it stays with you. I think, like, I don't know if it's to do with the... Do you know what? Even though we've done episodes about it, empathy or sympathy, whichever one it is. Empathy. Empathy. I'm pretty sure I'm right with this. So, like, when people can empathise with people, it's because they know what that emotion feels like. So when they see people having that emotion, they... You know, they, they, they then go, oh, yeah, I know what that is. So I feel that. So I understand what you're going through. Whereas I can't stay with things. So when things happen to me that may have like an emotional response with me, I can only experience it for that time while it's happening. But then when I'm in the same situ- situation again, I guess I can't empathize with myself, I suppose. Yeah. I can't think of the situation I'm in and go, do you remember what this was like last time? Oh, wait, yeah, no, I remember now. That's what has happened. And like I said, that can be dangerous because obviously you'll keep putting yourself in situations that you're not really learn. Don't do this because this is dangerous. You just think like this has gone wrong before. But in like I say, in my case, I just think like, so this time it won't because I know what happened last time. Um, whereas I think for people that have fear, you think, well, I'm not putting myself in that situation again. So it doesn't matter what I could do differently because it it's not happening again. So yeah. who cares what I could do differently because it won't ever be happening. And I think that's, that's the difference. You can't like, it's the same with other emotions. You can't fall back on the, the memory, you know, the memory of, I know what that feels like. So it comes back to you again. Like it's the same, like you said with, um, I don't watch, so I don't watch a lot of comedy films. Yeah. Uh, actually no, comedy is a bad example. Comedy is, it's, it's, um, what's the question of the comedy? It's, um, there's a word for comedy. It's it's based on the person that watches it. Some people find things funny, some people Subjective. don't. Subjective. That's the word. I knew it began with a, <laughs> that kind of sound. I was going to say circumstantial, but that just makes no sense. Yeah. It's subjective. So comedy is... Some people like it, some people don't. You, you've got a sense of humour, but that kind of thing is it, it's different. I find, yeah. you know, what I find funny doesn't mean that everybody will. Yeah. Um, weirdly, when I did, when I was at uni, I remember my teacher saying that if you can write a comedy that six out of ten people find funny you've you've written a good comedy yeah um but with romance and sad films i don't watch them because with romance films i don't get what's happening and i know for a lot of people that watch romance films nt people they see like 
the love that they've either had or want and therefore it, it brings an emotion in them because they know what that feels like and it makes them feel good because they relive when they've been through it. Yeah. Or they want that kind of relationship and they see it and it makes them think like, oh, you know, it's happened for them, it could happen for me. I don't feel any of that sort of stuff, so I find romance films a waste of time. Every time I've watched one, I've just gone, well, that was pointless. Yeah. I just follow the, like, surgically, well, clinically follow the plot and then yeah. not doing it. And the same with sad films. I rarely get sad over situations anyway that happen. When people tell me, like, stuff in the news and they go, oh, it's so sad that this has happened or this is sad. I just kind of, the only reason I know it's sad is because they've told me it is. Someone's gone, oh, it's so sad that that's happened. And I think, oh, okay, that's why you're telling me because you feel sad about this. But I don't. But if someone was to tell me a sad story but not give me the, you know, the pretext of this is a sad story, I feel like when we got to the end of it, I'd just be like, okay, so that's a story. Yeah. And I would, and it's the same with sad films. I, I can't, films don't trigger emotions in me really anyway. I watch them more for the plot, the story, you know, how well it's been put together. That's what I like. Yeah. Uh, and how the characters have been made but i don't really i don't get emotional responses from films so like i don't watch horror to be scared i watch horror because i like the storylines for horror but yeah romance films and sad films i feel like they're emotional films like both of those are it's not about the plot i don't know if anyone's ever watched a romance film and then said to me oh it's got such a good story they just think oh their their love is so whatever Uh, and i just think like okay so i'm not watching that because that'll be a waste of time for me um what was I talking about? You were talking about <laughs> empathy. And right. Feeling like you can't... Yeah, so that's yeah. why you don't you don't feel the fear. Yeah. Because you can't... And it's the same with, like, I think people that watch romance and sad films is because they know what it's like to feel sad in that situation or feel love in that situation. So therefore they empathise with the people in the movie and that makes them feel something. Yeah. And it's the same with being scared. I don't empathise with the situation I'm in, therefore I don't. And when I see other people scared of stuff, I don't understand why they're scared because I wouldn't feel scared. Uh, So I don't really get why people find certain situations scary or say to me, well, you're not scared. And I go, well, no. You know, and then they think like, oh, wow, I'd be totally scared. And I think, why? You know, why would you be scared of that? Uh, And that's because I don't have a... I don't have an experience to tie it to to make me feel it, you know. Even though I've experienced being knocked off my bike, I don't then fear coming off my bike while I'm cycling because I can't recall how I felt at the time and how I felt at the time wasn't wasn't fear anyway. So it, it doesn't stop me from doing things, you know. Yeah, I think for me, um, I think one of the reasons why I enjoy watching the... I know this day is not about films, but I think films are i mean films generally are made to make you feel something some sort of way and yeah. that that's why people watch films so i actually think films are a really good example of sort of portraying emotion for us or discussing emotion for us rather i guess but yeah i mean i same with you i don't like sad films because i just it, it doesn't do anything for me because i don't want to feel sad and it probably won't make me feel sad um and the same with romance it's not something that i enjoy um i really like action films pretty much because action films tend to not have any emotion in them whatsoever yeah and that's what i like it's just it it's generally for the most part or at least the action films i like it's just burger friendly because you don't have to work out what anyone's thinking or feeling you just know that they've got to go and beat the bur- the other guys yeah and the a... other guys just want to beat them yeah and that's and, it it's yeah good guy versus bad guy yeah it's Pick just a side and just follow it <laughs> it's just nice and simple and i like watching characters do cool things whether it be like martial arts gun stuff or yeah. like car chases anything like that like that's just fun to me so I really like action films. And if there is some sort of underlying um, love story in the action film, I couldn't care less about that. If anything, it just annoys me. I'd always think like, oh, hurry up. Or can I like fast forward through these bits? If they're in there, I tend to not watch action films that have that in them anyway. Yeah. But if they are. Um, but with like the, the horror films, I think one of the things that I enjoy watching about them is one, I really, I tend to like the bad person in it the is it the antagonist uh yeah yeah the villain 
I mean, with some horror films, the especially with horror films, the bad guy is usually the main appeal of the movie. Yeah. A lot of people watch horror films because the thing that is the antagonist or the evil in the film is the reason you're watching the film. Well, yeah. You rarely watch it, rarely, rarely, especially with like films like Slashers. No one's watching like A Nightmare on Elm Street because they want to see the teens that are in it. You're watching it because you want oh, yeah. to see Freddy Krueger, so... Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think like why I like horror films is one because oftentimes I feel like the um, antagonist in it is kind of misunderstood. Yeah. So I, not that like, you know, you should go about killing teens as, as they do in slashes or whatever, but in some levels I always feel like a little bit of like, oh, okay, like poor, poor Kruger, he's all burnt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do have that. He never gets to change his jumper and it's just a bit sad. I think, oh, but, um, there's that and then there's also the it's quite interesting because I like watching the characters the like the teens in the Nightmare on Elm Streets or the yeah the campers in the Friday the 13th or uh, in Paranormal Activity the families I haven't seen all of them but the family that is in the first two at least yeah 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 like watching I like watching them and seeing how they react because it's so different to how I would react. So, like, especially I really like the the paranormal. Um, well, I like sort of found footage ones, mm. uh, and generally that deals with sort of paranormally yeah, sort of stuff. Most found footage stuff is ghosts. Yeah, is the odd serial killer one, but they're really like you don't really hear of them. Yeah, I quite like the paranormally ones because I always think if that was me. I just wouldn't believe it. It doesn't matter how much evidence there is to support it. I just wouldn't believe it because my brain can't get around that. Like, it it can't at the moment, and I just don't think it would. So I watch these characters be like, ah, the window's open and it was closed before. And I think, like, I'd I'd just be going to sleep. I can sleep through anything. So I'd be like, I'll just go sleep with the window open then, whatever. But they're, like, they're so scared. And watching that I find really interesting because it's something that I just can't relate to, but I it kind of amuses me where I watch romance films and I can't relate to it, but I don't find it interesting either. I do really enjoy seeing fear in other people. Not that I want to make people scared, but like in films, it's yeah. interesting to see. I'm, I'm not trying to yeah. make everyone around me really scared and then watch it for, for fun. But I do really enjoy it in films because I enjoy watching the characters and just not understanding, but it, it's kind of amusing to me Yeah, to see like they're scared of it. Like, really, look at Freddy Krueger. He's, like, got this weird, like, burnt face and this, like, this glove that (laughs) can't be that easy to use. Like, you've got to swing it around with these huge knives. I feel like if if somebody genuinely came up to me with that, I'd be like, what are you wearing? Like, what is going, what's that? What's that stupid little, like, baseball glove with some knives in it? I'd be like, that's a joke. So I feel like I watch it and I th- I think, like, why are these people so scared? Also, like, Jason, he doesn't run. So just just run a bit. Yeah. He's just walking at you with this hockey mask and be like, you look silly. Yeah. <laughs> or like the Chucky doll. Be like, you're, you're a doll. <laughs> yeah, but like I say, it's, it's, a, it's a fear thing. I mean, also, like, in a weird geeky side note, uh, things like Freddy Krueger, uh, he only works if you're scared of him, so it'd, yeah, true. it'd be a complete waste of time. True, anyway, I think I'm too old for him now as well. Yeah. But yeah, I... a teenager, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Also, he, like, he's interrupting your your sleep, but I, I, I wouldn't try and interrupt my sleep. No. I mean, one of the... Just as a side <laughs> thing, like, one of the benefits that I know of it is my therapist said that the reason that, like, one of the things that's, I suppose, for me, the reason I've, because I mean, not to, like, I know my mom listens to this and not to, like, scare my mom, but, like, I've been hit by cars a few times. Like, it's it's <laughs> not, the one, the last one was the worst one I've ever been in, but there have been about three, four times before that where I've been hit by cars as well, just, just much slower, and I haven't done anything. And I've been involved in probably two or three car crashes um and i've never come away from it i mean the i was injured quite not badly i still don't think i was injured badly in the, when i got the last one i mean i've like i say, i've got several scars because i need stitches and stuff but i never broke anything no um and yeah. i there's no long-term damage other than aesthetically i have scars now that 
you can just see really easily. Yeah. But I haven't got any like long term damage. I'm not like aches or pains or you know, stuff like that. Um, and I've never broken a bone. Like I'm 35 now, and I've never broken a bone ever. Despite I have been in several situations where doctors have said to me, "I'm surprised you didn't break anything." Like with the last one, there was a they did a lot of X-rays and they're like nothing's broken, uh, and there was a bit like there should be something broken. And I remember my therapist saying, because of my like lack of being scared of stuff or panicking, when I get hit by things, I'm kind of in my head. I'm just like, oh, that's going to hit me. And I don't tense up. I don't freak out. I don't panic and like, you know, do that thing. I think I just kind of just acknowledge and I'm aware of the fact that I'm about to get hit by something. And I just kind of accept it. And I kind of go limp uh, and like ragdoll. And my therapist said that she thinks that's the reason why I've never broken anything is because I just kind of know it's happening. There's still this weird logical level of it's even a bit weird because it's the same as like when I'm thinking about soul stuff like, oh, I should put my shoes on now, you know, or that yeah. kind of thing. When I'm about to get hit by something, I just think like I'm about to get hit by something. And it's like when someone throws something at me and I know I'm not going to catch it and it's going to hit me in the face. I just know it's going to hit me in the face. So I don't like pull back or anything yeah. when I trip up so like there's loads of times where I trip over things I managed to steady myself and not fall on my face or so when I have fallen over I've never hurt myself because of the way I know not to put certain body parts down because you kind of just know and my therapist said this it's, it's that lack of like I suppose fear that when that stuff happens to me I don't do what everybody else does which is how they get things broken by like tensing or like trying to put their hands in the way of something and you know there's like your hands are not very strong when it comes to that kind of thing. I just kind of, like I say, go limp and I just kind of roll with whatever's happening and then nothing gets broken. Even when I got hit by the car, like I don't remember it, but apparently I got thrown quite far over the car because my bike ended up in a tree somewhere. And they reckon I went like through into the windscreen over the roof because the roof was dented and over onto the road. Um, But yeah, apart from some grazes and stuff, and I was kind of, I think I was knocked out a bit, but that was it. Like I, I didn't really have any like anything at all. Like yeah, anything. the car looked like it had been hit by a truck. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how you, like, <laughs> I don't know how you managed to do that much damage to the car. The whole windscreen was smashed. The The car was a total write-off yeah, the from hitting was, you. Yeah, the car was written off. I know that the, I knew somebody that lived near the woman whose car wrecked and they assumed that she'd been in a crash with another car. Yeah. Um, But I came out of it fine. I had to stay in hospital because they had to do some checks to do with my spine, but then it turns out there was nothing wrong with them. Uh, and I just came home. And yeah. that was it. I was I was cool. I got sciatic. It signed off work, obviously, but the doctor just did it as a precaution. And it's nothing that bad. And obviously everyone's like, oh, you're really lucky. Like, you know, you got lucky. Like, everyone kept telling me I was lucky. But I remember my therapist saying that because I don't have, like, experience fear in the same way everybody else does, I just didn't panic when it happened. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of went, okay, so this is happening now, and then just went with it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons. It's one of the benefits. Like I say, obviously, like there's a lot of, I, could, I think of a lot of negatives of not being scared of stuff. But like that's one of the benefits, I think, for me anyway, is I've never done any like long-term damage to my body because I don't panic when stuff like that happens. Yeah. I think ultimately, I think for me, and I think it's different for everyone on the spectrum because I think some people have a complete like disconnect or lack of fear. I don't think that I'm fearless. As in, I think I still experience fear. I just think I experience it, one, in a different way to other people. And I think I definitely experience it for different things. I think most of the things, not everything, but most things that I experience fear over, a lot of people would be like, come on, like, it's all right. That's not, you don't need to be worried about that. But then equally, the things that I'm fine with, you'd be like, are you you're not scared? Or did you not feel a bit worried about that? Uh, so I think, like... Um, and like I say, it is different for different people. I would say that I probably experienced it more than you maybe. Well, I, I don't, don't know, actually, because you, you used to have quite bad like health. Yeah, I've had fear. anxieties towards stuff. Yeah. So um, I've had, I used to have one about money that comes and goes, but they're kind of like my obsessive stuff. Yeah. I kind of get anxiety towards certain situations that I get obsessive about, and then they just pass. I've never had any like phobias. I've never had a phobia of anything. Yeah. And I, there's nothing that I'm scared of. You know, someone's like, oh, everyone's scared of something. I, I couldn't name you something that I'm scared of. However, as a burger, I do get scared of things that everybody else wouldn't get scared of. Um, 
and like sometimes it can just be going to the shop or sometimes it can just be you know asking somebody something directions you know driving down the road not knowing where I am and can't find anything and someone says well I just ask somebody for directions like that I'm like well I'm not doing that yeah like that's not happening um and yeah stuff like that the things that people just do I just can't do you know like I just can't go do it I should do this but I just I can't do it um you know just a lot of it involves interacting with with people uh as some of the things I'm scared of is having to go do something that I know I can't do you know there's there's certain times that I was like we need to ring somebody and tell them this and I'm just like oh can I email them is there any way yeah. I can email them and even then I'll type an email out and there's like a fear of pressing send you know like somebody I was on Twitter the other day somebody put something on Twitter uh and it was really stupid like really stupid and it annoyed me so much that I just thought I'm replying and I never replied like with Twitter for me I just read everywhere everyone's saying but there's one person that annoyed me so much that I just thought I'm gonna I'm gonna say something and I wrote the tweet out like the reply to the tweet and I was gonna send it I just couldn't send it I just Mm. thought like it doesn't matter this person's a stranger it's irrelevant I'm just pointing out that the thing they're doing is wrong um I'm just telling them and I I wanted to do it and I just couldn't do it i couldn't send it and in the end i just deleted it and just thought what does it matter it's some stranger twitter is twitter everybody argues and everybody says stupid stuff and everybody's got their opinion and i just thought don't get involved you don't you've been on twitter for years you never involve yourself in anything why start but i felt like i was just convincing myself of that because i couldn't do it and it's like um it's like we've got to we're like moving flat at the moment and mm. every now and then i've got to send an email and i'm just like oh i've got to send an email you know yeah or oh, i've got to ring them and like, if I, if I just ring them, if I just think, right, I need to ring this person, if I just find them on my phone, dial it, ring them, when I hear the phone ringing, I get scared. You know, sometimes in my head, I'm like, don't answer, don't answer, don't answer. Just go to voicemail and I'll leave a voicemail. I actually don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Um, and then they'll answer and I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, or some, then that's, that's if I do it straight away. That's if I realize I've got to call someone and I can't give myself time to think. I've got to dial the number and call them. But then if I know I've got to ring someone, say it's like Friday afternoon and something's happened and I've got to call someone, but I know they're not back in their work for me to call them, say, till like Monday. If I've got that weekend to realise I've mm. got to ring someone on Monday, I spend all my time worrying about this phone call that I've got to make. And then when it comes to it, I keep looking at my phone and thinking, okay, ring them, ring them. And then I can't pick my phone up. I'm like, ring them. Um, something happened recently, uh, like when I was being asked to go back to work. And uh, I didn't reply to the message. Uh, not not the last time, it was a bit before that. Yeah. I didn't reply to the message. And I check my phone semi-regularly. I'm not on my phone as much as some people are, but I knew they'd replied, message me back. I could see my phone in the phone. I heard it go off. There's yeah. only one person it could be. And I chose to not even touch my phone for the next about 12 hours. I left it on the other side of my front room and I just ignored it. Yes, I kept, you did. I kept hearing it go off. And I just thought, no, I'm not reading it. I'm not reading it. And sometimes I'll tell you that somebody's emailed me back that I wanted a reply from. And I've waited a whole 24 hours and I'm like, I'm not reading it. And then sometimes I'll give it to you and like, read this email because I can't open it. And I get like weird, I get scared about stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like stuff that somebody's like, it's just opening an email. Or I've asked somebody for something on Messenger and they've replied with their answer, but I don't want to know what it is. Like that kind of stuff terrifies me, but... Do you know what I mean? Like somebody, you know, four lads, if I was cycling on the road the other day and four lads on mopeds got either side of me, I'd just be like, ah, this again, right, let's <laughs> stop. And then I'd get off my bike and anything they wanted to get off my bike and have a fight with me, I'd just be like, okay, so we're having a fight. Mm-hmm. And that would be it. Like I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you do just as a, as a side note, cause you've said it and now I'm just going to point, I'm just going to name and shame you. You always go, sometimes it'll be something that affects both of us and you'll go, oh, this person's messaged. And I'll be like, oh, great. Like, good. We need to know what's going on. What did they say? And then you just, you'll be just like, I don't know. I haven't read it. <laughs> yeah. Why do you even say that they messaged them? That's just more annoying than anything. <laughs> it's because, it's because I know that I've got to read it and I'm kind yeah. of just telling you because it's kind of me going, open this for me, will you? <laughs> Sometimes it would just it would be like something that's literally we we're meant to be meeting. Say we're like meant to meet Emily or something, and we'll have messaged be like, oh, what time do you want to meet? And she'll have just responded with a time, and you'd be like, yeah, she's replied. <laughs> I'd be like, 
yes yeah <laughs> when when are we coming and then it will take like another hour until you open it and then it will be like oh 20 minutes <laughs> yeah and it's just certain stuff do you know what i mean like it's not like i have a phobia of opening messages because if i'm just having a normal chat with someone i'm fine i'll just open them read them message back that kind of thing i've never really got an issue with it it's just certain situations where i've got to do things and i'm just like oh i've got to do it yeah, but I completely like understand that. I think I'm the same as well with some stuff. Not uh, that like I think we're probably different with that. But there are there are definitely things that I think I get more worried about than you do. Yeah. Um. So it's actually kind of difficult to tell. I wouldn't say that one of us is more like fearful than the other. And I think sometimes like when we're out, I d- I've never felt like either of us have been scared of things like that I guess some people would be like, probably we've been in situations together that sometimes people would be like, oh, but we've never had that. No, no, um, no. No? No, like I even remember being in a shopping centre once where there was a bomb scare and everybody was panicking and running out and I was a bit like, great, so when am I going to go to like Wilco <laughs> now? Because the whole place is shut off. And like they were rushing everybody out, but I remember me just walking out with like the security guys going, come on, go, go, go. And I'm just like, I'm going, I'm going. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I got that text about a bomb scare once and I just, uh, I just left. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go then. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's stuff like that, though. Everyone else is just like, you know, I mean, like after it's happened and we're all talking about this, like, oh, it was so scary, wasn't it? Weren't you scared? And I was like, no, no, no. Why would I be? Um, you know, and it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's weird stuff like that that I just think like, no, I'm not. And then, you know, on the face value of it, if you explain that to anybody, they just think, well, you're fearless then. You've got no fear. You're just, you're not scared of anything. Um, and then that's the thing, because it's compared to what fear is seen as. You know what I sort of think as well? I sort of think that as a burger, not that all burgers do this, but a lot of the time I feel like I am preparing for the worst because of the way my brain works. A lot of the time I just sort of go to the most extreme, like worst that could happen and I think like, okay, like, what well, what would I do if this happens? So when something does happen that's like an extreme bad, I almost feel this sense of calm. Like I don't really panic. I feel this sense of calm because I'm like, good, I knew it. I knew this would happen and I'm ready. I feel like that a lot. I think that's what, like, I, I, I often feel like in times where other people have this like panic that I can see that they're panicking, I feel this sense of just complete calm. Yeah, I mean, uh, weirdly, I've seen a lot of stuff on Asperger groups on social media that have said that this COVID-19 thing that everyone else is like worried about and anxious about, um, there's a lot of people on the spectrum that have just, they've been so convinced something like this would happen one day that now that it's here, they're just like, yeah, whatever, I'm fine. Like, I got no worries. Like, I knew it was going to happen. And there's just more of a relief. And there's, there's quite a few people on the spectrum that have just, this isn't bothering them at all because they've kind of always known something like this was going to happen. And the fear of knowing that it could happen scares them loads but then now that it's here they're just like well I don't have to worry about it because it's here now and then they just move on whereas everyone else is now anxious and worried and not sure what they're going to do whereas there's a there's a load of burgers that I've seen that just now it's here they're just like I knew it and then they're just like but this is fine because I knew about this I knew this was going to happen so uh, now that it is happening they're just like I'm just finally glad that something has happened because I was sick of the uncertainty of it yeah, like I, I kind of feel like that. There's a lot of time where, because my brain will just go to like the most extreme, the sort of thing where if I said it to anyone else, they'd be like, why, why are you even thinking about like that? Like, that's not going to happen. So then when it does happen, it's almost like, yes, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I've been proven right and I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I feel I feel a bit like that. Um, Like, yeah, that if I fall off like if I come off my bike it's because you know I spend a lot of time thinking I could come off my bike at any minutes then I do and I'm like see see I knew it mm. I was ready you were like that with a lot of things actually what you... where you're like that could happen and then I'm like it's not gonna happen and then it does and you're like see I told you it would and I'm just like yeah because you made it happen yeah. <laughs> yeah but it it makes me feel like vin is it vindicated that's how I feel Oh, I mean, I don't know. I always thought vindicated was a was a bad word. Oh. Like it means something bad. Oh, I've probably said the wrong word. Sorry, everybody. Validated? Maybe. I don't know. You might be right. Like, to be honest, like, I say stuff sometimes on this podcast and people will reply by going, it actually means this or that. You know what I mean? Like, I, 
I say stuff, but like it for me, like sometimes I say things and I have no idea. I just I say it in a way that sounds like I'm definitely right. I just go, oh yeah, it's this. But in my head, I'm just like, yeah, that sounded like you knew what you were talking about. You do that all the time. The <laughs> amount of things that you've told me that you you told me deliberately that are wrong, like oh well, sometimes I tell you stuff wrong on purpose just to see if you'll repeat it. Like I know it's wrong when I'm telling you. I just want to see if you'll tell other people but yeah, sometimes well yeah but you know what i'm like sometimes i think it's funny but there are times where i don't know but for me i feel like i should know so then i pretend like i do know and i say something and then hopefully i just i hope that the other person hasn't worked out that i've just made it up yeah but like that's just times where i go yeah of course i know that and then they go all right and what is it and i go oh no uh, and then i go it means this because of this and this and then they go Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, good, because I was hoping they wouldn't know. You know, sometimes sometimes I get caught out where people just go, because I do know, and what you've just said doesn't make any sense. And I'm just like, no, it does. And I try and, like, justify it like I'm still right. It's it's a weird thing I do sometimes. (laughs) A little insight into... Yes. But, yeah, sometimes I just tell you stuff that's wrong because I think it's funny. Sometimes I realise that it's too wrong and too out there that I have to, like, five minutes later, I'm just like, that thing I just told you, it's a lie. Uh, but then there are little bits where I just want to see if you'll repeat them or not. Stop. <laughs> but there have been some stuff I've told you. You've, you've known me to do it. I've told you some like proper outlandish stuff. And then two seconds later, I've gone, that's not true. I know, because you see my shocked face. Yeah. You're just like, I never knew that. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> sometimes I tell you stuff, though, thinking that you're going to go, shut up. That's not even slightly true. But then sometimes I say it and just think there's no way you're going to believe that. And then you go, really? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one to stick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it for this week um, like I say at the moment we're doing our episodes fortnightly uh, but that's just because we don't want to bore people with our episodes because I feel like it would just be me and you having a chat with no real like I mean there's not really much of a structure anyway but there'd be less of a structure um, so we're doing our episodes fortnightly but I think everyone's got used to that now I think to start off with we were getting messages of is there a new episode this week but now people have worked out it's every two weeks it's just while we're in lockdown, because if me and you aren't going out and doing stuff, we've got nothing to uh, complain about. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. But yeah. thanks again for listening, everyone. Yeah, thank um, you, everybody, so much for listening. Usual stuff. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for them Asperger's. There's a private group on Facebook that people still join all the time. Our membership's actually quite... It's gone up a lot lately. If you've got any questions you want to ask about our episodes, or just autism in general... If you want to go there and join it, you can. I mean, obviously, it's it's me that will let you in. I have been a bit slow lately uh, letting people in, but that that is literally just because I, I don't check uh, my phone as much as I am, used to because I'm not out and about. I don't need it as a distraction from the world as much, so mm. I, I don't go into it that much. Um, but I will add you, like, it might take me a couple of days, but you will get added in. Any questions you've got, just answer, ask them there about any sort of autism. It's a nice group to use. I'm not just saying that because it's our group, but like we've not had to ban anyone yet. And it's been open for it's been open for about a year and a bit now. And I've not banned anybody. I've had to delete the odd post here and there. But even then, it's 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 single figures the amount of posts I've had to remove. Like it's a it's a nice place to go and everybody, yeah. and everybody in there is great and everybody's really helpful and uh, you know I mean I rarely see a post where nobody comments on it so if you have got genuine concerns and questions that you want to ask there's loads of people in that group that know way more than we do about autism uh if you want to ask questions mm. like me and Scarlett our podcasts are just it's mine and your experiences and our opinions of things like in no way are we like experts in autism yes yes yeah Yes, thank you everybody so much for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye.